everyone, and welcome back to the Excelcast. Today, Jean-Mathieu Apuzzo shares his experience being a partner on interregional projects like ours, building relationships across borders, and the Living Lab focus in his region of Italy. Here's today's episode. My name is Gianmatteo Apuzzo. I am senior expert at the Central European Initiative. That is an intergovernmental organization that includes 17 countries from Eastern and Southeastern Europe. It is based in Trieste and the objective of the organization is to bring countries between EU members and non-EU members And on this mission, of course, there is also a support in building networks between governments of different countries at different territorial levels. So to support networks also between regions, between institutions in this country. And specifically for the Axel project, the Central European Initiative works in supporting the Friuli Venezia Giulia region in uh, participating in the project because there is a memorandum of understanding between uh, my organization and the region for technical assistance in EU-funded projects, but also in uh, policy-level advisory activities uh, related to different topics. One of them is uh, uh, innovation, another one is health. So there is the two topics of uh, Axel. It's great to have you here uh, on the show uh, today. And um, as we all know, you are, of course, one of our favorite partners as a person, but also the organization uh, <laughs> you're part with because you're very experienced uh, with uh, inter-regional, trans-regional, international projects. Uh, and um, yeah, we've we've got a history <laughs> also uh, together uh, with other projects. So why are you keeping on, on participating in Interreg? So what what's in it for you as an organization, but also maybe as a person. So what, what, what is this all about and what is the benefit of, of participating in those kind of projects? I'm personally, I've been working in uh, um, transnational and uh, interregional uh, cooperation projects uh, uh, for 20, 25 years, <laughs> more or less, starting in the late 90s with the urban uh, European projects on uh, renewal of cities, um, but uh, of course, living in a border region, there there were and there is a lot of opportunities uh, on collaboration, cross-border collaboration, transnational collaboration, a lot of program and a lot of youth funding. So the experience, of course, is uh, is really uh, deep in this kind of project. Personally, of course, there is a pleasure also in meeting people, knowing people, knowing uh, one each other from other experiences, from other countries. But mainly there is also the, 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 the need to respond so, to build some activities, some models, some kind of work and uh, work of organization, a model of work, a model organization uh, between Uh, cross-border region to have a common development, uh, but also in a wider sense, uh, uh, in a transnational dimension for this common growth and common development uh, at European level. For the organization, uh, as I said, the mission of my organization is to support 
uh, institutions in uh, uh, participating in the European projects, but also support the institution in the networking activities and in the, in the cooperation, governmental level and uh, at territorial level. I think that the benefit for the, an organization, for my organization, but also for an organization like the region, is really to look what is going on in other countries, in common sectors, in this case innovation and health sectors, to peer in some cases uh, to uh, evaluate what you are doing and keeping something good that you can keep from other countries from the region. Uh, so there is a need to collaborate for a common future, but also the need to improve yourself, uh, also knowing and learning from, uh, from each other. I think for the persons, for the people participating in the project, there is, uh, of course, a uh, uh, lot of benefits. Uh, benefits in sense of uh, knowledge exchange, knowledge improvement, uh, improvement on skills. Last but not least, I think uh, network and partnership opportunities are the big, big <laughs> added value of this kind of uh, activities. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me as well that um, that's also one really important aspect is the personal relationships that you are able to build over time as well right i mean so as daniel said right we've we've known each other and we've been able to work with that we've been lucky to work with each other over different projects and i think that's also what makes our exchange and the project as such um, i think quite valuable in a way right if, if you were able to work with people that you know and uh, and appreciate and and you have some trust I think that's also, you know, a key key word maybe for for innovation is is being able to to work up, you know, trust trust relationships, and you know that who you work with, you can you know you can depend on, and uh, you know that they're going to you know provide results or, or work towards a common goal. I mean, do you do you f yeah do you agree or? Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I, I like very much the, the the word trust that you use. I completely agree on that. Currently, I'm working a lot, for example, in response to COVID-19, just to mention the actual uh, issue. Um, and trust is a, a key a key element in collaboration between countries and between people, uh, among people. So it is really, really important, uh, this uh, kind of uh, trust and responsible collaboration. Uh, and I think that when you know very well people from uh, past experiences, from past projects, it's really good, of course, uh, meet each other. <laughs> again, uh, but uh, you really know how your colleague and your friend work, how they can really give you uh, another value also for your job, for your personal improvement. So it is really, really good, this, this kind of collaboration and also personal experience. Yeah, I totally agree, because I think it really also provides a good base to include other stakeholders who might not be familiar with with the people or with the topic or come from a completely different sector and to come into a group of people who uh, know each other and have a very friendly um, way of going about, you know, or providing a good atmosphere. I think it's much easier than to include people from different sectors, you know, who are not used to talking to people from another sector or whatever. I think that is, is also an, maybe an important aspect of, of these let's say, these open innovation ecosystems when you really are able to provide some comfort, some nice atmosphere for people to feel more comfortable and, and open up. 
yeah, this is exactly the way where, where you can also improve your uh, regional relation because uh, when you are able to uh, build this kind of relation, trust, uh, and also opportunities, uh, and uh, when the people know each other better also at regional level because participating together in uh, different activities uh, at local level or transnational level, you know each other also better at your local level. So this is a very good atmosphere also for building up of future activities, future collaboration, even more in your local uh, context. So this is really right. What is happening now, again, speaking about the current situation, is that uh, the trust and the relation that, that you built in the, in the past uh, are key elements to keep working also on online and distance mode. Uh, and it is, is really easier to work with people that you worked before because this, there is this knowledge, uh, this trust, uh, the facility to also participate uh, in international activities, also on distance mode. And now is exactly the time when this uh, trust and good relation are being demonstrated as key elements for, for this kind of activities. Yeah, just wonderful way to... to... Yeah, continue these relationships and and maybe act as a model, you know, for for these types of activities. But I think it would be nice to hear more about the Living Lab focus in your region. You know, what is the strategy and what do you, yeah, what do you want to pursue with the Living Lab? In Friuli Venezia Giulia, there is a very developed innovation system. There is a, a very good tradition of collaboration between innovation sector and health sector. I can say that uh, the, the concept of open innovation and living lab are present in the, in the ideas of, of, of people working also at policy level, uh, but also in some strategy also in the past. But it is recently that uh, uh, Living Lab uh, uh, concretely was included in a, in a strategic uh, project uh, with uh, a concrete work plan and was put in place uh, with uh, some activities uh, funded by the region, funded by the state, because there is this Argo system that is a new uh, initiative that is a national activities and the Friuli Venezia Giulia was chosen as the pilot region on these activities and this Argo system is really built to uh, implement an innovation model therefore seeing Living Lab as a key element. So this is, uh, I can say that Axel uh, arrived in the right time to support uh, uh, this process because the region uh, just finished this let me call pilot uh, phase. The Argo system is built on uh, the uh, hub and spoke model. So there is an app that is a central node where there is infrastructure, competencies, also physical infrastructures. And there are the nodes on the territory, on the regional territory that are working uh, in proximity with the companies, with institutions, with the organization. And what now is going to be offered to the territory is really to have different points of access to the innovation, to the services, and to the competencies. And these are the places where the Living Lab will be developed. We can say that there will be a physical place, or maybe there will be a physical place, but it is more a methodology model uh, where people can find really 
way, new way of work together. Uh, so that's why the region is, uh, the Free Livenetsa region is uh, happy to participate in the project. And the reason, of course, is to, yeah, to find something that can be learned from other experience, that can be learned from other regions that are, that are advanced in, uh, in, in the general uh, sector of uh, open innovation and living lab or in some specific elements of these uh, sectors. Uh, of course, also the, the, the presence in the project of the uh, Association of Living Lab can be an added value or in this collaboration process. Yeah, you mean the European Network of Living Labs? Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, I think they have a really great pool of different um, approaches, different versions of Living Labs and experiences, a wealth of experience. And so I think, yeah, we can definitely benefit from that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Matteo was was telling us a lot already about the the regional perspective uh, on this and how important uh, participating is uh, in, in those kind of international interregional projects and um, and uh, yeah about this wonderful uh, strategy uh, the region is just uh, developing and 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 now implementing and uh, I think that's very helpful and but on the other hand we all know I mean strategy is the one thing <laughs> and then implementation the other so and then we know for instance uh, out of maybe the German perspective, the, the, the perspective out of the region or state of Baden-Württemberg, how, yeah, uh, uh, important it is, uh, yeah, to, to, to have this environment and, and this ecosystem and really to have all the variety, all the flavor of the ecosystem um, in place. And so we, we often struggle, for instance, involving SMEs or, or end users in, 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 in those kind of projects. And they're all kind of barriers. So how, how is your experience in, in the region with, for instance, those specific actors uh, in, in, in Living Lab or open innovation process? Yeah, no, no, you are completely right. Um, first uh, comment that we are a small region but uh, as usual, there is a lot of competition within the region. So you can understand that, of course, if you are four uh, nodes of these innovation strategies, sometimes there is a competition among these nodes. So I think that there, in the region, there are a very good strategy. For example, there is a, a law on active and healthy aging that is a really advanced law and that is, uh, of course, in synergy with the innovation strategy on living lab. But always when you meet people and when you uh, implement some survey about the regional ecosystem, one uh, of the challenges already existing is the coordination. So the governance of the system is still to be improved. Uh, and this is one point, one important point, because, of course, uh, uh, you can uh, have a good strategy. You can also have a good level of funding. But in a region like the Free Living in Sajula region that is small, the coordination is even more important to build synergies and to not duplicate, duplicate things. From another point of view, the involvement of SMEs, of course, is the focus of these strategies, but it's not always easy. It is really important to clear very well what you are offering to the SMEs, what you are offering in terms of uh, competencies, in terms of improvement uh, skills. Uh, so the training part of the strategies is very important, uh, but also what you can offer as 
infrastructures. Uh, in the digital transformation, of course, it's really important to have a clear results on uh, what is the benefit also from a digital point of view for the company. In a living lab approach, one of the most key issues is the involvement of end users. And we are experimenting these issues. Uh, it's also an issue that uh, was very clear in some pilot experience in EU projects. And I think this is the big challenge that we have uh, ahead. And maybe that can be also a point of uh, collaboration, an element of uh, collaboration in the Axel project, uh, how to build uh, methodologies and processes on the ground uh, to uh, concretely involve end users. So I, we, I can say that we are experienced the same as you in Germany, and these three coordination, involvement of uh, SMEs, involvement of end users are the key challenges. Yeah, I definitely. I think it's the um, the SMEs and the end users. Um, and I think there, hopefully, um, we should be, not hopefully, but we will be able to learn from Lika Lab, uh, who really are quite active and very successful in uh, managing a big panel of uh, different users um, and um, have a database, I think, of, I don't know, thousands of different um potential users that are willing and able to participate in these types of activities. Because, yeah, I think anytime we've also had the, um, the desire to include end users, it's really, really difficult to recruit them. So just to be able to um, have some base to work with of willing and able um, end users, uh, that's it's really a great resource. Yeah, if you can add, maybe that is a, a, an input that we received uh, in the very latest uh, activities in the survey uh, of self-assessment self of the regional ecosystem in Axel, was that in some experiences that have been implemented in the region uh, in other sectors than health, it's easier to involve end users. Uh, one of the main uh, points of discussion is that maybe in the health sector, when you speak about demand-driven innovation, of course, the, uh, you have private companies as provider, but the demand side is more uh, is mainly in Italy public demand side. So the point is that, of course, you have this big public presence in the health uh, care delivery, in the healthcare design, and in other sectors like manufacturing, uh, automotive, for example, of course, uh, the private sector is more and more important in products uh, and in service uh, offer and uh, supply. So maybe this is, is a good point of discussion for defining and uh, uh, designing process of living lab in the health sectors. And I think that was one of the most interesting points that was pointed out in the survey. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. Wonderful uh, statements and uh, very interesting insights uh, uh, Matteo uh, offered uh, uh, to us. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was great listening and talking to you. And uh, uh, I think, um, yeah, we are looking forward to, to, to the project and uh, um, how it evol all evolves. And it's, it's good to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation. And uh, me too, I look very much forward to working in the project with you and with other partners. Thanks, Matteo, for joining us for today's episode. And thank you, of course, dear listeners, for joining us. 
Check the show notes to see where you can find more information about Central European Initiative, Interact Europe, and the Excel project. Excelcast is created by myself, Danny Boer, as well as Sandra Evans, Christine Hopkins, and Markus Tremer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.